0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ends with Z. I'm Juan Fernandez along with Cecile Muñoz, and today's topic is one that's uh, not coming to us from the future. It's not science fiction. It's actually here today, and Cecile, that is artificial intelligence.
1: Yes, and we really struggled as to how to talk about this mm-hmm. uh, because we can get very technical, either neither you or I are technical people. We're not scientists. Um, but it's it's something that I think is really important. Why and why it matters? Because it is part of our everyday life. Right. It is going to affect how we live, the very nature of how we work and how we live mm-hmm. in the future.
0: And it's scary for a lot of people because yes. immediately they get this image of Big Brother is watching. They're monitoring my online activities. Um, but it goes beyond that, this artificial intelligence. Yes, it,
1: it asks a lot of questions, which is why we think it matters, because mm-hmm. we humans have to, we individuals of a society and members of the, of the world, we have to have a very active participatory role in all of this. We can't just wait for it to happen to us. Right, because it's here. It's here already. Absolutely. Somebody, um, this futurist that we love to follow, mm-hmm. talks about not science fiction. He calls it science now our science future or science now, and that's really what uh, what we're dealing with when we're dealing with artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And I asked, uh, as we were thinking about this podcast and we were talking about how we were going to deal with it, how we are going to talk about it, I asked, I think, about eight or nine people, what do you think artificial okay. intelligence is? I got such a wide array of, of answers, and they were kind of accurate, but not really um, diving into mm-hmm. just how it has an all-encompassing aspect to it. Right. So, Juan, what do you think it is?
0: Immediately what comes to mind, Cecile, is something that uh, perhaps I've been using for a while now, which is i um, asking Siri on my iPhone to get me directions to okay. a certain location okay. or to just simply answer a question like, uh, what time is it or, or what's the weather like going to be tomorrow?
1: Well, you're right. Mm-hmm. Those are applications that have algorithms running Mm -hmm. that use artificial intelligence to provide you information and makes your life easier. Mm -hmm. So what most people said when I asked this question, they said, well, it's technology making life easier for us. It's things that make um, business be faster, more cost effective, and ultimately better for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Simpler also, meaning even today, I, I turned on my phone and it reminded me it was a friend's birthday. Because I had put her birthday right. on, on, on her contact information. So it made it so simple. I texted her. So that's a way where maybe artificial intelligence is running in the background. And it did help me um
1: That's right. It, wish
0: this person a happy birthday.
1: It helps you manage your yeah. life and be more connected right. to your network of friends mm-hmm. and family. So if we if we start by, by talking about it just on a very broad basis, what artificial intelligences, mm-hmm. or AI, as is commonly called. it AI is a broad science that seeks to mimic um, human thought okay. or human reasoning, intelligent thought. That's, on a very basic level, what AI is, is. And it's meant to do just that, make our lives easier, help us be more connected as do humans. Do the
0: thinking for you, right?
1: Correct. But today, AI is very limited. Mm-hmm. It has not yet gained Self-awareness and intelligence—it's—it's it's still uh, in a process of being developed, but we see it in many aspects of our life. And there's components that sit underneath AI, mm-hmm. um, like machine learning, automation,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: deep learning, uh, natural language programming. All these, all these other components, all these other algorithms, all these other mm-hmm. components of AI that allow for voice recognition, uh, suggestive selling. Um, when you get something from Netflix that says, you might like to watch this. Right, if you
0: like this, you might like that. Correct. Mm -hmm.
1: But I think that it also can provide a lot of insight into business. It can help us do things a lot faster, do Mm -hmm. things a lot better. But I think that there's also a part of our life that we need to really stop and think about. How is AI being used and what does that mean to me? How does that impact my life?
0: Right, if you learn about it and, and you understand it, it becomes less scary for the for the average person because yes. it's, it's here already.
1: So I think if we, mm-hmm. if we harness the very nature of what makes us exceptional humans, what makes us humans, and we combine that with artificial intelligence, then you have the optimal combination of technology and exceptional human thought and behavior and emotion. Because we cannot, in my opinion, give away complete agency or complete choice to our lives. I think that's a very dangerous, slippery slope that we can go down if we don't stay actively involved. And I'll give you an example. Um, With... Amazon now Um, you can connect it connects basically your refrigerator to your purchasing of your Mm -hmm. groceries it can it can look at predictably what you normally buy it can not only tell you when you're running out of milk and eggs but it can actually order it for you and deliver it through Whole Foods at your doorstep so now you know what you're going to make for dinner which is great and it saves us time but Juan think of what we miss I like going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I like walking the aisles. I like looking at all the fresh fruits and vegetables. And sometimes I'm inspired to try something different or maybe one of my coworkers was talking about something she made, which was really great. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it inspires me to to be creative. What happens to that?
0: Something that I was thinking of right away. I know a lot of friends during the pandemic were using Instant Cart uh, to get food to Mm -hmm. their homes. And the biggest complaint everybody had was, I wasn't able to select the grapes I wanted yes. to pick because the person who's picking it is just going off a list, grabbing Correct. it and go and it gets delivered to you. But that 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 small step of maybe picking up a tomato, squeezing it or shaking a melon to check if it's it's ripe, whatever it is that you do. There's a lot of satisfaction. That's, that's in right. That too. Yeah.
1: And think of all the human connection that we miss mm-hmm. now one of the things that COVID did do is completely put on steroids, machine learning, Mm -hmm. and automation, and even AI, and it did help us in many ways. It helped us produce more uh, masks. It helped us be able to access food without exposing ourselves, Mm -hmm. like uh, as we were supposed to be uh, sheltered at home. So those are all really wonderful things. But what I miss, what we heard a lot of people talk about, what they missed was simply seeing the butcher, seeing the... the mm-hmm. I know the people at my grocery store because I've yeah, been going too. there for mm-hmm. years. And again, we, we're we're missing a lot of human interaction and a lot of creativity that comes from human interaction, even in mundane things.
0: And the key here is to remember that you can have AI and keep that emotional connection and keep that that, that part of you that, that still connects to whatever it is you're doing.
1: That's right, because machines as of now... Cannot feel. Mm-hmm. Um, artificial right. intel- intelligence takes the data and is supposed to be able to act independently of programming from humans. It's supposed to have that that human instinct and that mm-hmm. human emotion. There are companies right now because it is so critical that argue and they're as we speak attempting to create real human emotion and machines, which they call automated emotional intelligence, A-E-I, and their position is that if machines are supposed to ultimately connect with us to make our lives better, Mm -hmm. because we are human and we are thinking, feeling human beings, they should be able to connect with us emotionally. So they're creating artificial emotions.
0: While you were speaking, Cecile, the first thing that kind of crossed my mind was the character Data on Star Trek, who, of course, was an android.
1: I love that and,
0: show. And, yeah, right? And throughout the series, his biggest challenge was he wanted to feel uh, human emotion. Mm-hmm. And whenever he was uh, tasked with a challenge, you could clearly see he was a computer. Mm-hmm. So here we have a very similar, it's almost like what we're talking about right here.
1: That's right. And what I think that example brings up is that when he was trying really hard but never actually got it, right. is because he wasn't human. He didn't understand the context in which we make decisions because we take human emotion into mm-hmm. account. Um, one one example that I always give to to people, how it's AI is really great, but sometimes it could have a really painful effect because there is not a human there understanding the context right. in which you made a decision. For example, um, if, if you are buying an urn because mm-hmm. your your family member passed mm-hmm. and you buy it online, what do you think is going to have to happen after you buy the urn? You're going to get all these suggested selling. You like this. You might like this too. Mm-hmm. And that's all it's going to do is remind you of a very painful of the pain. event. For me, I, I had a nephew who recently had his first child. And I went on and I bought some baby clothes for him and it was great. But then I have this series of of suggestion of all other baby stuff that I can buy, which it's right. a little bit annoying for me right. because I don't need it, but what if I was someone who wanted desperately to have children and I couldn't right. have children? it's not children? taking that into no, effect. No, it doesn't have that capacity to understand context. Yeah,
0: even a simple Google search will do that to you. I started looking at different uh, pieces of furniture, mm-hmm. and now it's in my Facebook feed. It, it keeps popping up on um, mm-hmm. my, my subsequent uh, Google searches, so. Artificial intelligence is there.
1: Yes, and mm-hmm. I think w- what I always keep coming back to because we're fascinated about what makes humans excel and mm-hmm. how do we come more connect- become more connected, how do we become more self-aware, like Data was trying to become self-aware and human.
0: And, you know, the times that he did do on, on the program, mm-hmm. to the viewer, it was very self- very satisfying. Yes. When, when, when he, there was these little hints where he almost kind of got it, and, and boy, it was... To me, as a viewer, very satisfying. And
1: why do you think that is? Because we understand how to be human. We understand Mm -hmm. what it means to truly feel and truly be connected. Although, you know, for most of our life, or a good portion of our life, we're going to feel pain from that. But it's still feeling and and being connected. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid. I was uh, I was a, a real brainiac as a kid. I was a real mm-hmm. nerd. Uh, so and some people I say bet. that I still am, uh, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I let my nerd flag fly very yeah. happily. Um, I remember there was a period of time where I actually thought, if I could just be a brain on a shelf, I would be so happy because I could just think all day long you actually thought that i actually thought that (laughs) i actually thought that was a good thing but now uh you know i am over 50 and now Mm -hmm. as i think back at my 11 year old self i think i would have missed it all i would have missed in my opinion the Mm -hmm. meaning of life and that is those connections with other human beings feeling love and feeling excitement and feeling sorrow and feeling um, anticipation and excitement and the pleasure of learning as well as the pleasure of learning about myself Mm -hmm. and that is what machines cannot do right at least
0: not now right
1: at least not now and I don't know if they ever will how, mm-hmm. how can a machine, a machine as um, it was um, first stated by the head of uh, Boston Consulting Group in Paris, uh, the managing director, who is also a scientist, he said, machine through facial recognition can recognize a face, mm-hmm. but it won't feel that it's beautiful. It won't be able to feel if it was maimed right. by a terrible accident. Humans can do that. How do you program that into a computer? And if we allow computers and artificial intelligence to dictate willingly every aspect of our life without stopping to understand what we are giving away, Mm -hmm. I think we could have some serious consequences to our own enjoyment of our life, to our own ability to dictate what is right and what is wrong, and what is important in our life.
0: Mm -hmm. And just speaking about that facial recognition, everybody's face is so different, right? Even the smallest variance. Um, could throw the whole computer program off. And it's almost yes. impossible to fit every single possible.
1: Yes, yes. And, and actually, it's interesting you say that because I was watching a, a program. Um, I can't remember mm-hmm. what news uh, broadcast that they're saying that facial recognition technology right now is very effective in mm-hmm. recognizing white males. Certain faces, right? Certain Mm -hmm. faces. Certain ethnicities. Not only just certain faces, but certain ethnicities. And it's far less accurate when recognizing Asian and African American Mm -hmm. and to some degree Hispanic, but it specifically stated Asian and African American faces. So uh, again Did it say why? It didn't say why Mm -hmm. yet. It didn't go into the details, but I remember I was I was kind of passively hearing it and I stopped and I thought, wait a minute. If, if this is what they're using to try and find suspects or predict behavior mm-hmm. or do all the things that happen without us knowing, you know what's happening that we're not aware of? And, and I'm not right. trying to sound paranoid because I'm not a paranoid person. I, I strive to understand and drive my own conclusions. But it is true that artificial intelligence has its origins in military. It started off as a research project at Dartmouth in 1956 where they mm-hmm. wanted to see if machines can be more effective of problem solving. Mm-hmm. And then in the 60s, the Department of Defense thought that was a really interesting thing, and they really supported it, and they wanted to focus to see if they, the machines or computers could mimic human ability and human intellect. Mm-hmm. And there it went.
0: The, the Internet was for the military and for the government Correct. as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Correct. So when we think about artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. and how it's affecting all of us. Because of the work that we do, we also think about it in terms of how is it going to affect the workforce? How is it going to make us better employees, better business owners? How is it going to help us be more productive? Mm -hmm. And how is it going to challenge us from a skilled perspective?
0: So Cecile, when you speak of the workplace and artificial intelligence, something that we Um, featured a while back, of course, was Flippy, which was this machine that would flip burgers at a fast food restaurant, basically... You know, there's no need for a short order cook right. um, at, at restaurants, but it goes definitely way beyond that. Automation is just not the the men or women on the auto lines or That's flippy. Right. It, it's it's more than that.
1: It's it is actually going to affect, I believe, every single mm-hmm. industry and and even future industries again that mm-hmm. we have not even thought of yet. Um, if you think of it this way, because. We talk about, and we've certainly talked about it in other podcasts, that this is the fourth industrial revolution, also called the
0: The rise of the robots? (laughs) Yes, or the
1: technology revolution. Um, If you think of the last industrial revolution, Mm -hmm. it was basically about physical and mechanical strength. The automated assembly line, Mm -hmm. a lot of people lost their jobs, but then they realized it caused people to be trained at a different level. Mm -hmm. Now that people had to learn how to fix the machines and use the machines so it actually raised people's skill level. And
0: cars are better for it too. Correct. Mm -hmm. Faster
1: production. We were able to keep up with demand. We were able to produce more. It created different industries Mm -hmm. and all the things. Mm -hmm. And then the subsequent economic boom that came from that. Um, When you think about the technology revolution, what it is now harnessing is mental and cognitive strength. What we were talking about what uh, artificial artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. can do and machine learning can do. Machine learning now, what it does, it is able to aggregate all this data Mm -hmm. and is able to uh, consume the data and find connective points between data points that we humans cannot process fast enough. And then it can give you predictive um, thoughts and predictive actions to take, like that suggestive selling. Mm -hmm. So because of that, because it can absorb, it can consume, Vast amounts of data,
0: and not forget it either. Doesn't right? take
1: lunch breaks. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have sick days. You know, it is always working. Always on. Mm-hmm. It is also affecting what we call not the blue collar jobs. It it is affecting uh, attorneys, for example. There is now a software that sits back and is able to consume every single um, document. Legal, law- briefs, yeah, et legal briefs, yeah, legal briefs. Every single document that a lawyer can can uh, has written has submitted okay. to the court, and is able to give you a prescriptive example of how you should write yours based on the facts of the case that you inputted. So that is typically work that are done that is done by junior associates, by mm-hmm. first, second, third-year, um, recent college, uh, excuse me, law school graduates. That's being affected. Your industry, Juan, is also being affected. There are mm-hmm. algorithms now out there that Will write the news stories based right. on facts that they're aggregating from what is happening all around the world. I think that's really cool, but I think it's really scary also.
0: Yeah, it takes the human out of the the, the equation, which ha- we un- yeah we that understand makes em- that extra step. Yeah, yeah,
1: we understand what's emotionally important. We understand context. We understand mm-hmm. how it has to be delivered. We can ask emotional, ethical-based questions based on the information that we're garnering, not just facts and data.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and to me that's why I, I go back and I say we, we have to stay very engaged in how this is right. happening, but we also see that there's wonderful benefits, again, as we say to it. So it is going to affect a lot of professions, a lot of Uh, again, more of your white collar professions Mm -hmm. in in finance, we saw a massive impact uh, in the financial services world, which is the world we predominantly work Mm -hmm. in, in that before you had individuals that were coming out of Ivy League schools, brilliant individuals who were making the decisions on what stocks to buy and what stocks to sell. Now, a lot of that work is being done by
0: algorithms. Right. Computers can, can determine whether or not a company is going to do well or, or not Correct. well on the stock market, right? Because
1: it's, a, it's, it's, it's filtering through massive amounts of data. Yeah per second, and, and is able to tell you, okay, well, you should buy and you should sell. So again, there's some some wonderful benefits to it, but it is affecting the very nature of how we work and the speed with which we work, mm-hmm. the accuracy with which we work. So what does that mean to us, uh, especially those of us who who have these uh, white collar positions, as well as those individuals that are working, starting off their professional mm-hmm. life by working at a, at a McDonald's. And, and we have to take um, a moment to, to go through what what are the things that we believe you should do to make yourself better prepared for jobs of the future mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and these are things that you can do starting today.
0: And the jobs of the future, of course, are going to be walking hand in hand with artificial intelligence. even even the law example you gave if I was an attorney, the fact that I can know within minutes whether or not a case is is winnable um, saves a lot of time and you can be satisfied that you've taken into consideration every possible legal brief and case that a law clerk or a junior attorney might have just missed.
1: Correct, or Mm -hmm. or the time that it took, and hopefully those cost savings would be passed on to the client. I think it would still uh, obviously depend on if it goes to a jury and a lot of other factors, Mm but but I, I certainly understand your point, and I agree with your point. And that's why I say it is going to be therefore incumbent upon that attorney or that person in charge of that case to be far more emotionally aware, right. uh, be emo- far more emotionally connected, be much more compassionate and collaborative and bring up what I what I say his level of humanness right. to be able to partner with technology to make the best decisions possible for their clients and and for all of us at
0: large. Because right. jurors are going to make their decision not Correct. only based on fact, but on the way they feel about Correct. something.
1: Correct. And imagine if if that lawyer is is to take uh, all that information and mm-hmm. say, well, you know, the brief is not that strong if this is the best the machine can do, maybe I should recommend that this person settle. But what if another person would have said, look at all the court cases that we see usually in mm-hmm. movies, like um, Aaron Brockovich. Right. Julia Roberts who played the character of Aaron Brockovich. Right. She didn't want to give up and the gentleman who played the the lawyer leading the case said it's too expensive they're going to bury us under paperwork and this is not right but she didn't want to give up and we know how the movie turned out and we know factually that it really helped a community who Mm -hmm. was devastated by by wrongdoings on on a corporation and that's what I mean about what happens if We're just dealing with facts and figures, and this is a cost-effective way to go, and this Mm -hmm. is what makes most sense, and we forget about the human condition.
0: And again, that movie, how satisfying was it to us watching it that she did win, Mm -hmm. similar to the uh, data example we gave just minutes ago about how satisfying it was when... He was just a little bit more human. Exactly, Mm -hmm. so
1: what we talk about in the work that we do as consultants in executive search and and Mm -hmm. leadership development is to focus on what are the things that you can do today to develop better skills as an individual contributor and as a leader, and I think that these things, as always, can also be carried into your personal life, and that is, first and foremost, understand how you connect within other individuals. Be more compassionate be mm-hmm. more empathetic mm-hmm. be better at communicating your thoughts and, and the reasons why you do the things that you do and I know in a, a separate podcast we talked about uh, emotional intelligence that's what we're talking about right. we're talking about harnessing your ability to manage your emotions to really think about the actions they cause and do it from a standpoint of how do I improve my right. life and how do I improve the life, and the culture, and the environment around me? Yeah.
0: And the big secret here is, is you can work on this. This is That's something right. that you can develop and nurture and and work on. That's right. And what's interesting, Cecile, it uh, a lot of us really don't even um, notice or or pay attention to, but it really does affect all aspects of our life.
1: Yeah, it, it's things that we think about and mm-hmm. react to that we don't even. Realize that we're reacting to it because it was coming at us um, through technology or suggestive selling or images that were suggested to us that we should read or food that we should consume or things that we should do.
0: Right. I saw something recently on Instagram. Some friends were posting about this certain type of ice cream bar that mm-hmm. was only available at the uh, Asian markets. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the next time I was at the Asian market, I actually looked for that ice mm-hmm. cream bar. And so many people were posting pictures enjoying that ice cream that suddenly I felt like, what am I missing here? I think uh, I may want to try this.
1: Exactly. And, I, of course, it was hugely beneficial to the mm-hmm. manufacturers oh, of that ice cream bar. But the question is, did we act willingly or were we pushed into reacting? Right. You was know, I herded like, like, yes.
0: into wanting that ice cream bar?
1: And I'm always very concerned with I want to have a choice in my life. Sure. I want to be informed. I want to think about it, but I want to come to my own conclusion. I want to filter it filter it through what I find mm-hmm. important in my life, what, what I feel about things, and, and I want to have the element of choice. But again, we human beings are very complex creatures, and at the deepest essence, we want to connect, we want to feel, and we want to be seen and we want to connect with other human beings in 2014 a company in Japan built what Mm -hmm. they say is the first true AI robot and they launched it in 2016 for people to buy they only made a thousand units Mm -hmm. and it was called Pepper and what this robot does it reads and and monitors the emotion of its companion. Uh, they don't want to use the word, they don't, they don't really use the word owner, but the, the human companion. Right. And they're able to provide emotional comfort to that individual. So I think that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. I think right away I, I go to thinking about an application for the elderly and people who are at home alone, and I think it's really wonderful. Right. But then I think about, well, wait a minute. What if it's someone that then starts... Receding from interacting right. with other human mm-hmm. beings, and thinks that this is real human connection. What what happens to that individual? And mm-hmm. going back to my thought of of thinking, I would be really happy if I was just a brain on a shelf. And thinking of all the beautiful human connections right. that we miss—that you
0: would have missed. The, this robot Pepper—it's it's, it's a nice toy, something fun to play with, but you don't want to.
1: Yes, but replace.
0: People- Pepper, or have replace humans with pepper.
1: That's right. But here's the really interesting thing: it sold out within minutes sure. of going on the market. Mm. So I know Sean always says, "Well, is that that people want the newness of of uh, Sean, our executive producer, the newness of having the right. new it toy, or is it that people who are really lonely and want to be seen and want to be heard and want to connect with other human beings?"
0: And of course, it's it's new technology yes. and there's that also element of, of wanting something first.
1: Think how, yeah. you, how used to and how accustomed we become to technology. If we don't think we're addicted to AI, mm-hmm. try and live without your smartphone. I don't even want to say for an hour, for a day. Or, mm-hmm. or people can't. There are actually camps that you go to where they force you to leave right. your technology at home,
0: I left my phone behind a couple of times on my way to work, and I actually mm-hmm. had I turned back around halfway there. Luckily, I don't live too far from work, mm-hmm. but I was thinking I can't come back to to my home for at least four or five hours. I can't be without the phone. What if my mom needs to reach out? What if uh, a friend sends an important text? So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, no, it's yeah, it's we are we are become so connected to it. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the interesting things that we also um, looked at and 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 really jumped in and and thought about was the the four inventions that are aei artificial emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. driven they were listed in wired magazine and i'll list them for you and then i'd love to get your thoughts on them because i again i see the positive things but i also make me stop and say God, what road is this leading us down? Mm-hmm. And the first one is called Mood Reader. I don't think they're available now, but they're things that are being worked on as as we speak. And what Mood Reader does, it gives you a, basically an executive summary of, of how you're feeling today. And how does it determine that? Again, by by using artificial intelligence of, of in reading you and 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 it. Spits out this document that says this is the mood that you're in today. So ostensibly to let your partner or your family or your boss know how to deal with you today. Right. Um, so it's, it's
0: the modern day mood ring. It's the modern day um, <laughs> it's, it's astrology a, chart. It's it goes a mood yeah.
1: ring to a whole other level oh that we goodness. can't even think about. And um, and the the second is is called Spouse Finder. And uh, <laughs> Spouse Finder is. Um, using artificial intelligence and algorithms to match you to the best person for you out there in the world.
0: I think eHarmony, at least, they try to yes, there, there use are, that. Yes,
1: there are components being used. Algorithm, We, right? we use that in, in executive search. We use certain um, uh, tests or assessment that, that take mm-hmm. into account um, behavioral patterns of millions of people and then when when you answer certain questions it tells you this is how you deal in certain conditions and we use it as a data point we don't use it as an Mm -hmm. all-or-nothing and the next one is called Socrates and uh, named after the famous philosopher Greek philosopher Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be a kind of a personal coach that works with you and talks to you and tells you you know gives you a pep talk on how to become better and the last one is called Career Finder that is supposed to understand what your true working potential is and match it up to the best job in the economy available for you. Mm-hmm. So when I think about these, I'll start with the last one. Okay. The simple one is great. So it can look at what your true skills are or your best skills and match them up to the best job in the economy.
0: There was something like that in high school where I had to take a test and it was to basically guide you in the in the right direction, and it's funny the way I answered the questions. Thinking I don't know what I was thinking when I was fifteen and sixteen years Try old. Trying to get them right is what but, you were right, thinking. Trying to get them right or answer what I thought maybe they'd want me to answer uh, based on the school I was attending. It it, it geared me towards um, a, a career in science, which of course, obviously, I, I never did do that. So it was as an aptitude test. It was done right around the same time as your AP tests Mm -hmm. and your SATs and ACTs. So that sort of did take a a little bit of artificial intelligence even back in the It did in those
1: Mm -hmm. rudimentary ways. It did. But imagine now that we get to a point that says, okay, Juan, you have to go into a career of science because that's your most effective way right. and most economically productive way and that's what the economy needs right. and you no longer get to choose <laughs> no I, and, <laughs> right?
0: and, and and i knew that was not for me right away it's it's like then i started thinking wow maybe i should have answered the questions a little bit more honestly Right. that's right again mm-hmm.
1: because you don't know what you were thinking maybe if you I know how you are you you're you're very much a type a personality and you mm-hmm. want to get it right you want to get the best score again it and maybe you had a headache that day there's so many variables that go into into uh, account when you're taking these types of, of mm-hmm. exams certainly when you were a child um, so the, I, I immediately think of that challenge from a career perspective is is what about choice what if you're what if you uh, you were a brilliant lawyer and i know plenty of them sure who said i don't want to be a lawyer i want to be a chef think of the life they would have missed maybe they're not going to make as much money maybe they're not going to be as successful maybe they won't mm-hmm. even be able to afford a house in a place like los angeles but what if they were truly then going to be happy Following that
0: passion, right?
1: Yes, live their best life. What happens then? What happens to our ability to really stop and think about who we are, not just Mm -hmm. what we can do and what's going to make us happy? Um, Socrates, I think that's great. But again, it removes the person's ability to connect with another human being and Mm -hmm. feel true compassion and understanding and encouragement. I know that there are many times in my life where my family and my friends have really been... The, the 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 rock that i lean on mm-hmm. when i've had hard times and sure. that's what builds our relationship that's what strengthens our emotional connection mm-hmm. and so what happens there um the spouse finder that just makes me laugh uh because <laughs> we were we were uh you know think of people who who would, would You know, lose their hair at the thought of somebody finding their spouse for them.
0: Well, and going back to what I was saying about the aptitude test, are you answering the questions honestly? So you're going to be matched up with somebody who, who you don't connect with.
1: Correct. Or what if that person is in, you know, four continents away? Right what happens then so mm-hmm. again there's there's so many so many things that so many questions that come up there's so many positive things that come up uh when we think about these types of ai applications that are being created and i i, I am a believer that they should be created we should continuously propel ourselves forward right but the truth of it is we have to always be engaged on what's happening right. around us the changes around us we have to be an active participant in our life and how our life is being created for the better mm-hmm. uh, around us and and always start with saying how do i feel about these mm-hmm. things what actions can i take and what what can i do right. to impact the environment in which these things, these, this technology is being created. Right.
0: So using AI in addition to hand-in-hand hand with your emotions, with your mindfulness, working together, you definitely get a, a better outcome.
1: Yes, because the underlying point here is that mm-hmm. there are so many ethical and moral questions that we've touched upon ever so briefly that exist. When we talk about artificial intelligence, we haven't even really dove into that, and that is a completely different mm-hmm. podcast, but that is something that is keenly
0: important we need to be part of that process we need to be part of the programming right of that artificial intelligence before we let it loose on the world
1: absolutely as it continues to develop every day Mm -hmm. look if we talk about the focus is artificial intelligence becoming more human mimicking our human Mm -hmm. emotion mimicking human thought intelligent thought so they're trying to be like us so guess what we need to bring up our game we need to be better human beings because the truth of it is when we marry artificial intelligence or technology period with the best humanness the the best that we can be as humans because we human beings as a species are about as diverse as anything Mm -hmm. else on the planet so we have to bring a mindfulness of every type of a human being, all our separate needs and quirks and wants and loves and dislikes, they all have to matter. They all have to be taken into consideration as we code these machines to help us be better. The Mm -hmm. ultimate goal of AI is to help we humans have a richer, happier, better life. But it matters that we are part of that equation.
0: And to realize that it's never gonna be perfect with AI.
1: Correct, because we humans are imperfect. But we can take an active participation in making ourselves better human beings, better members of a society, and take charge of how we make machines work better for us.
0: AI is here, and it's here to stay.
1: And that's why it matters.
0: And that'll bring us to the end of yet another podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Ends With Z. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe at www.endswithz.com to get the latest updates from us. Email us with questions or show suggestions. We'll be happy to hear from you. Also, follow us on Instagram for tips and insight as well. Until next week, for Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Mo, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a great day because above all else, you matter.